It is. People have to do it. Sorry, and they're getting in your face and farting in your face. What did I say? You said coming in your face. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to another episode episode of Hello and Goodbye. I am your host, Leanna. I am your co-host, Jared. This is real and vulnerable content from two people who have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> I <life>. love it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went back and listened and like isolated the quote. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Also, I appreciate you not trying to mess it up in a silly way, yeah. but making it very, yeah. I, I tried to be a professional. I know, it was intro. great. And actually, as it was like counting us in, like it does this little metronome thing when Leanna presses record. I was like, ooh, maybe I'm gonna step on top of your intro. And then I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna be a pro this time. Yeah, I just never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, so we have, I am so excited for this episode today. Me too. We are talking about travel. Yes. And how to travel with a partner or a friend or, or even solo. So this isn't necessarily just about dating and relationships, but I think it is something that is kind of important when you do get in a relationship or you start dating someone and you know it got brought up this past week i was on vacation i told you guys last week yeah so we're going to talk about my vacation can't and how, wait to hear all about it how that went with zach and jared and i will give you guys just kind of some ideas of of travel tips travel tips from two people who have no idea what they're doing <laughs> or how they, to travel when they travel or <laughs> otherwise <laughs> and, yeah who uh, don't don't even know how to take a plane anymore. That's no, true. actually, you took a plane. I did take yeah. a plane with a N95 mask and a face shield yes. the whole time. And people yeah. looked at me like I was crazy, but I was like, I don't care. Because this was in like <laughs> early July when yeah. it was like peak. Yeah, COVID and that was time, smart. So. Yeah. Thank you. Um, All of my family's still alive, so I'm counting that as a win. <laughs> I didn't good. kill anyone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sending love out to those who maybe have lost. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Did yeah. not mean to make light no, no, of that. No, no, no. I'll, yeah. I'll cut that out. No, it's okay. Leave it okay. in. All right. But anyway, COVID, <laughs> COVID's real. It's not a hoax. We yeah. are still wearing masks and protecting others. Yes. Okay. So um, we want to catch up and then we're going to talk about the trip and then we're going to go into travel. But first, a few housekeeping items. So yes. uh, the Patreon there, I just uploaded a new bonus episode. So it's on there. There's actually two new ones. One was my interview on um, on Dr. Morgan's podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, and so I just, I just put it on there so you guys could have it. But mm -hmm. the other one are outtakes from last week's episode, which are hilarious. Yeah, there's some and, and there's not some appropriate yeah. for public, uh, the public podcast. We just decided. It's a little spicy. It's a, a little, little spicy. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. So if you want to listen to it, make sure to subscribe to the hustlin' B or the swag B. Mm -hmm. So those are the two tiers on the Patreon where you can um, access those bonus episodes. And then with the swag B, remember you're gonna get that exclusive hat and a social media follow as well. You can go to www.patreon.com/slash hello and goodbye podcast. You can also find the Patreon through the Hello and Goodbye website. So mm -hmm. www.helloandgoodbye.com. No, sorry. Hello and Goodbye podcast.com. Don't forget that podcast. Okay. 
So I got in touch with the company that made the hats for me, and uh, they will not refund me. <laughs> <laughs> in a shocking turn of in events. A, yes. So we will uh, do a little, uh, well, I didn't bring the hats with me today, but you'll see the hats on social media at some point, mm -hmm. and I'll put them on the website as well. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just gonna sell them for 10 bucks. So yeah. if you guys want a hat, you can get a hello and goodbye hat for 10 bucks. Yeah. Again, they're not bad. They're just basically for working out. They've yeah. got a little bit of a sheen to them. They've got that reflector yeah. in the front and on the back. They're uh, like a olive green with a navyish yeah. bluish hello and goodbye. If you like that kind of hat, it's sort of sharp. Sure. <laughs> I'll probably be just giving a lot of them away for like we'll have little contests. Um, yeah, that's a good call. And but if you'd like one of the first uh, and never ever reproduced hat yeah. for Hello and Goodbye podcast, just let me know, and it's going to be ten bucks. Mm -hmm. And I'll and I'll um, it you know shipping not included, but um, yeah, just let us know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So with the merch, the merch is now on the website. So again, yes. com. you can now buy merch through the website through PayPal. Um, if you don't have PayPal, just send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email and we can try and do Venmo or something else. Yep. So um, there's, you know, you don't have to go through the website, but I know there's people that listen that don't have social media. So if you wanna yeah. buy merchandise from us, you can go to the website Click shop at the top. Yes. It looks great. Thank you. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we've got the two sweatshirts. We've got the gray and the dark green, and then we have the mug. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then those of you who have ordered, I'm getting ready to ship those out. Um, just be patient with me. I haven't figured out the best way to ship yet. I am one person <laughs> and I've only have a, a small number of sweatshirts. So if I get a ton of sweatshirt orders, um, remember those are pre-orders. So then I have to then order from the company and then I ship it to you. So just mm -hmm. be patient with me. Okay. So then uh, just a reminder for the rating and reviewing contest. Oh wait, before that, apparently look i'm looking at your notes now yeah we can't ship international oh thank yet. you i was gonna though offer a caveat to that okay what's your caveat? which is if you dm us and you invite us to come <laughs> stay with you speaking of traveling I will, I, 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 Jared will handle the shipping of the merch to you. Jared will wear the hat the whole way <laughs> to whatever oh, no, country. Oh, yeah, we'll hand deliver And it. hand we deliver. we can, like, crash with you yes. in a cool place. Yeah, there you yeah, go. there you go. Perfect. Yes, thank you for mm -hmm. actually reading my notes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then the rating, uh, the reviewing contest. Mm -hmm. So, uh, last week we announced there's a contest for those of you who leave us a review preferably through Apple Podcasts. Now, not everybody has uh, an Apple phone. So if you don't, I had a, d a listener reach out. She wants to do a review through Stitcher. So Let's there are other ways that you yep. can do reviews. I also said you can also DM us and just tell us what do you think about the podcast. But if you have an iPhone, go to the Apple Podcast app, which mm -hmm. is purple, click on it, find the, the podcast, go down to the bottom where it says 
click or rate or write a review. Mm -hmm. Click on the five stars, write us a creative, maybe funny, maybe really sincere review. Mm -hmm. By October 31st, Jared and I, in our costumes, yes. we'll make a video. Oh, okay. And read our two favorite reviews. Now I need to actually have a costume. I think I have one. Okay. I think I have the same one that I had yesterday. Can I like Snapchat filter a costume onto myself? <laughs> uh, sure. Okay, great. <laughs> so anyway, the two winners will each receive a free hello and goodbye mug. Yes. Okay, including shipping and, um, and will, uh, per Jared's brilliant suggestion, We'll read the review on the episode. Yeah. You will then have the responsibility to reach out to us so that we know yeah, it was you. Yeah, that was me. Yep. And then we'll send it. Yep. Okay. All right. Housekeeping done. Yes. So, do, do you want my update first? I want to hear all about what's happening. Let's, let's do your update first. Okay. The thing that I'm excited to share with you and our listeners, uh, and kind of is an interesting story. Yesterday, Saturday, there was a protest against social injustice in mm -hmm. Redlands that was organized in part by some students who were working with a community organization. And I know some of these students, so I went and, you know, it was at the same place at the protest, you mm -hmm. know, the Black Lives Matter protest that you and I went to, mm -hmm. Leanna, right after the the murder of George Floyd. So because it was my students and stuff, the whole time I was just like kind of, I, I had my same Black Lives Matter sign, which has been stayed in my car. And I was like on the periphery, just like, cause I think the students were nervous about like a counter protest or whatever. And I was like watching out for stuff. And there was like, it was fascinating. Really? Yeah. So there was a group of predominantly white men Older or like yeah, what? Yeah, like forties. Okay. In the and they had like earpieces in, and were like sort of talking to each other. They were like set up on corners like around the protest, and so what was nice is when I first got there, I like talked with the police officer, who was there. She was this awesome police lieutenant here for our local police department, and you know introduced myself. You know I work at the university. I'm, you know trying to help and so she gave me her phone number to like text her and so like there was like no she's like <laughs> I love I'm like, that. Mm. <laughs> no she's like you know she's a, she's a little <clears throat> bit older and stuff like that and you know but there was a few like I, I had to text her a couple times because I was like spotting people trying to like antagonize people into altercations and stuff. Really? Oh yeah, I had to break up like two <gasps> or three altercations. You did? I, I did one. Like so there, okay, so the first one was, all of a sudden I see this guy and I'm like, and he's like got, got this look on his face, you know, like white guy, and older. And then I see in his head as a Trump hat. And I sort of see him like start to antagonize. And then the one thing I hear is he like leans forward towards some protesters that were facing away from him. So he was kind of at the back of the crowd. And he goes, George Floyd was a thug. And then I walked over and st stood near him. Not not like near him, but like, you know, like six, eight feet away, just kind of like watching. And the two people who were holding a sign that said something about George Floyd, like to their credit, like didn't react, didn't do anything. And I texted the police lieutenant and I was like, hey, there's a person here who's like, well, so then uh, two minutes later, she walks over and like, while I was there, a, a kid was starting to like engage this guy and talk back and forth to him and 
but luckily the kids sort of stayed calm and then when I got nearby and then when the officer got nearby like they wow. would just like walk away yeah right and then the guy didn't really do much of anything else you know like once kind of we were there then I was really freaked out by these guys standing on the periphery like with their little radios talking to each other and yeah stuff like that's that. odd and it's like if anyone in that whole place is likely to be armed it's guys like this mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was like that sort of vibe and so part of the pro you know we like walked around there was like a little march portion and we sort of were going through the streets and like i'm watching these guys like sort of like going with us like you know like whatever and so i was just keeping myself like on the edge of the protest between them and like us and whatever but they didn't do anything oh the best part was the route took us past a del taco which people who aren't from california that's like a fast food taco place here and you know we're like chanting you know like no justice no peace and black lives matter and and say her name and all these things and this had to be like a teenage girl who's a like who's a you know girl of color who's working at del taco as as we're going by i i I hear something and i look over and she's like on the like sort of patio area of del taco like in her like hat and uniform like screaming and jumping up and down like about like black lives matter you could like see how much it meant to her that like people in her town were Mm. like out there saying this and like people were honking their horns and stuff it was lovely that gave me chills i know it's so great yeah and so i was so proud of the students like they did this whole thing i was just like happened to be there but then we get back and then i see this is the altercation i did sort of like okay so this is the earpiece guys again right no so this is another guy okay who's like in his like 60s or so and all these guys are wearing like dad jeans and like shirts that have american flags on them or something like that right oh a couple don't tread on me you know like that Mm. sort of thing so this older gentleman all of a sudden i hear kind of this kerfuffle or whatever and and he and a he and a younger kid who's like a like grabbed each other and started like shoving each other so i jump in and then like three people were trying to like hey 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 talk back like blah blah i just sort of stood right in front of this guy and i was like everybody step away like, good for you and you know everybody you know sheriff jared <laughs> well, sort of like i mean like i do this and like you know like, like when there's student stuff like yeah. sometimes i'm like standing there with our public safety officers who are like our campus security officers yeah. and stuff and like so like crowd control and de-escalating things is like part of i like know mm-hmm. how to do that a little bit and then there was like other like faculty from the university who like jumped you know like older people who kind of jumped in like where i was and just kind of like kept everyone mm-hmm. away from Good. this guy right and i texted the policewoman she came right over and like made sure the guy was okay and just kind of stood next to him to like make sure he was going to be calm and stuff and then at the very end there was a guy with a don't tread on me shirt who was like by himself like it was actually him and his buddy and then he goes walking up to the front he puts on a mask and goes like into the pro so he's the first guy who was like went right in to the middle like towards the end and now i'm like freaking out so i am like shadowing this guy like eight feet away and i'm like what is he gonna do and so like luckily the students had said you know this is this is going to be the last person to speak because they were sort of allowing people to speak if they wanted to speak and they had already you know announced that whoever was talking now was going to be the last person and then the guy with the don't tread on me t-shirt goes like, oh, I would like to speak. 
and one of the students goes, oh no, that's, this is the end. And then one of the other students, they hadn't seen the shirt or like figured it out yet. And I, was, I wasn't, I didn't even think about like, I kind of thought about trying to signal them, but I didn't. Then another student goes, well, no, 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 let him talk if he wants to talk. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then I think another one of the students saw and kind of figured it out that this guy was like not going to say things that were gonna be supportive. And was just like, no, 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 like we're gonna wrap up now or whatever. And then that guy, that guy and his buddy and another guy, like as the protest was like ending, as they were walking away, like kind of started shouting things and then protesters were shouting back. And then me and the policewoman sort of just walk over and stand there. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, just, I just love how you changed careers for this one day. No, this is where I, like, I, yeah. You became a police officer. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, because I think... No, I'm teasing. But in like, all reality, yeah. that's awesome. Well, and like when I talked to the student who was organizing it, who I've known for a few years, I've known for her whole time as a student, I think she's a senior, you know, I was like talking with her and I was like, look, I like, I was like, I'd be happy. I was like, would it feel better if there was just some like grownups there to like make sure of stuff course. stayed cool? And she was like, oh my God, that would feel, yeah. that would be really helpful. And so when I got there, I was like, I'm just going to say, and I, and I was like legitimately worried because yes. you and I talked about one town over, oh, there yeah. was like a serious fight that resulted in like people seriously injured and stuff like that. And so yeah. I was just, no and, yeah, and so, there and had been people saying stuff on social media and one of these like community Facebook group things. Of so that's great. I mean, it's, I mean, first, like it's amazing that we have a community that's going to stand up for injustice yeah. and that young people are, feel confident enough to put on something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that we have people like you and, these officers that are protecting our community and still allowing us to have that freedom of speech. Yeah. You know, uh, what happened to the earpiece guys? Okay. That's so, like the mystery. Yeah. So this is the really interesting part. So what was fascinating to me and why I kind of wanted to share this story is all of these guys, the earpiece guys I'll get to in a minute, but like the older guy who kind of got in the shoving match, he was saying things like, I know what happens at these things and if they think they're gonna, you know, do destruction and damage in this town without a fight, like they've got something else coming, right? So there's so many people in this country who hear protests, you know, peaceful protests against social injustice and believe that that means sort of like looting and rioting mm -hmm. and setting fires and damaging property and businesses and stuff. You know, and I heard the officer talking to another person who was like clearly there, like, you know, anti what the protest was about. And and he was like, you know, I'm just worried about these businesses around here. That's why I'm here. That's what I'm worried about. You know, and it's like, mm. again, this whole thing that like we we've forgotten that we're all neighbors and and, you know, like just so much fear and like hate and whatever. So that at the very end. I'm like, every, like the protest is over and I'm just staying to wait for like the last students to like get in their car mm -hmm. and they're like taking, and I'm like, can you guys just like yeah. stop socializing, like go. Cause the earpiece guys are still like hanging around. Now they've all congregated into one place and I just don't want people to start like antagonizing or verbally provoking, you know, anyone as they're walking away and then, you know, it turns into a thing. Were the earpiece guys like CAA? 
So, well, I asked the officer. I, was I mean, like, I, I was I, joking. Oh, but. that's funny. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, legitimately, like early on, I was like, do you guys have any plain clothes officers out here? And she was like, no. And she knew exactly. She was like, those guys aren't with us. Yeah. Like okay. you know. And I was like, okay. Two of the earpiece guys walk up to like the organizers because the organizers were all like wearing matching shirts mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And they walk up and they say, we just want to thank you for keeping this peaceful. Just so you know, like, you know, we're not against you guys. We, which, more on that later. He goes, you know, we were here to just make sure everything stayed peaceful. Like, you guys are using your constitutional rights, you know, your First Amendment rights, and we fully support that. And as long as that's, you know, everyone's obeying the law and stuff like that, that's what we were just here to, to watch out for. And he goes, you know, and similarly, if there had been any counter-protesters that were going to try to stop you from using your, you know, constitutional rights, like, we would have intervened about that and he goes you know we're christians and we're constitutionalists like blah 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 (laughs) and i'm like okay like and i'm just watching i'm like because then of course then they slip in some stuff about like well you know like police brutality isn't as bad as you think it is or like you know there's some stuff in there you know so they sort of show their cards a little bit and then the students to their credit engage them a little bit and I'm, i'm like oh please don't like debate these guys and again, like, I'm just sort of standing back. But eventually the kind of students were like, okay, yeah, thanks, guys, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they, they walked away. So odd. Yeah. So, like, like this Christian group just took it upon themselves to have earpieces and to I, keep the peace? I really think this is a thing. Like, my cousins who live in rural areas, like, back east... I've seen them post things on Facebook about these, like, almost, like, citizen militias who, like, you know, we're out here to protect our town. Because, again, this narrative that I think is being spread by media and Facebook and stuff, that protests are riots and and looters and stuff like that, is so strong. Like, people believe this. And it's, like, a certain (laughs) type of 40s white guy, like, really, you know, who, like, either was military or like wishes mm-hmm. he was military mm-hmm. like you know wants to be like i'm gonna do something of course like i'm i'm the pot calling the kettle black because i'm like i'm gonna protect these protesters meanwhile like what am i gonna do right like right. i don't have any training well i mean but you're well my thing is i was there for peacefulness sure. and de-escalating well, conflict and you work with students so it's like it was a yeah. person and i knew thing. them and yes. yeah 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 i don't know it's a group but then during the protest, I'm standing near the woman police lieutenant, you know, because she and I were chatting and, you know, being friendly and stuff. And someone came up to her and said, hey, I don't know if you know this, but one of those guys was involved in the fight that was like one town over. Oh, And shit. so now I'm like more on edge. Wow. Right. But they, but they were like, they were very yeah. like. They had a system, like they were very like sort yeah. of Well, I mean, about when it. you and I did the Black Lives Matter protest, it was super peaceful. Yep. There wasn't um, anything like no looting, no nothing. Yep. Everybody was wearing masks. I'm assuming everybody was wearing masks yes. at this one too. Yeah. So the only people who weren't were the earpiece guys <laughs> and the guys who were anti the protest. You know, like literally, Why? literally every single one of those people who I just told the story about was not wearing a mask. Okay, so I'm gonna transition this here. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. Two, I watched The Social Dilemma with Zach. Ooh, yeah. Okay, 
You haven't watched it yet because I think I for I accidentally told you not to watch it when I thought I had told you to watch it. <laughs> you, you didn't. You you didn't tell me not to watch it, but I asked you should I watch it for the episode, and you said no, and really you meant yes. I did mean yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jared's gonna watch it, but it's interesting. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. I do think they make it a little bit more ominous than it needs to be. I mean, it obviously is like supposed to be dramatic or yeah. whatever, but um, it is very interesting that. I mean, essentially, Facebook social media feeds you what they know you want to see. Yep. It's and so and so people who maybe are more conservative or um, believe the pandemic is a hoax or whatever are gonna be fed articles yep. that keep telling them that the pandemic is a hoax or that don't think masks are actually worth wearing. You know, are gonna mm-hmm. get that media same thing with politics i mean and so it's just it's really it's really a fascinating show and it makes it made me remember what you said about like how we forget we're neighbors right yeah and it it helped me understand a tiny bit more Mm. um because we often believe what we see yeah so if we're seeing the same news media over and over without over and without over. even searching for it like yep. it's just popping up yep that's often what we're going to believe like i'll see people just post something on facebook and i'm like what like where is this source like this is from like years ago but they believe it it seems so extreme to you yes. and yet that's one of 50 articles just like that that they're that yes. they've seen this week right yes yeah so anyway after watching that i'm gonna um try and limit my social media interaction now i mean i have to do it for my business but i'm gonna try and set aside like certain times a day i'm gonna turn off my notifications you know just to kind of like because there's this addiction part to it. Yeah, for We're sure. all addicted to our phones. It's a we are. Thing. It's a dopamine thing. Yep. So anyway, it's a really fascinating documentary on Netflix. Highly recommend. Okay. So you're gonna watch it, and then we'll discuss it. I'll watch it. it tonight. I also watched Cuties. Oh, controversial, right? Very controversial. Am I gonna be able to get through it? I don't know. So <laughs> so here so I thought, okay, so here's what's here's what's so I'm gonna speak on this. I'm not gonna necessarily say if I agree or not agree. I'm going to try and be neutral about this and just Mm -hmm. kind of in a very factual way. So the controversy is that the movie is portraying uh, young women, preteens in sexual clothing, doing sexual dances. And um, it's almost like pedophilia. Yes. But the movie is trying to make a point of that's what we as a culture do. Correct. Okay. So So they're pointing out like this is bad. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so so what I was curious is how many of those people who are so uncomfortable with this movie have watched it. Mm. Um it was very difficult to get through it. Oh, it was really difficult to watch these young girls in, you know, very immodest clothing, shaking their butts and doing WAP, like the WAP dance moves. Like, uh, oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah, because they like do that themselves Mm -hmm. on social media. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting to me is I feel like at the end, there's a very clear message Mm -hmm. of not taking away young girls' childhoods. Yes. And then this now kind of goes in, 
like integrates mm -hmm. with the social dilemma mm. of these preteens having Instagram and Snapchat and yeah. TikTok and suicide rate has gone up and depression rate has gone up because yeah. this is what this they think that they should look like this that how the filter is and you know mm. it's very you know, and being in the dance world right so I taught dance for years and years I was kind of used to seeing young women mm. in two piece little outfits shaking their butts on stage mm. You know, and I'm not saying it's appropriate. Yeah. I'm just saying this has been a part of our culture for a long time. So yeah. the people that are really, really pissed about it should be pissed about something else. They yeah. should be pissed about the fact that this is so rampant in our culture. And this is one movie that's actually showing it. Mm -hmm. Now, do I agree with all of the editing in the movie and it was very awkward to watch. Well, and I think it's, I think the movie is trying to make people uncomfortable. Yes. You know, like the same way like the, 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 the social dilemma is like being a little extra sensational about how, how terrible and scary this is. Yes. Because they have a mission and a purpose of they want people to be like, yes. this is fucked up. Like this needs to change. Yeah. So it's, so they're probably going over the top on the portrayals. Yeah. But yeah. one of the, one of the arguments I think I saw from one of my friends on, Facebook was um, well. They they had four hundred half naked children audition for this role or whatever. I mean, to be honest, like in the dance world, that's pretty common. Yeah. You you go to dance competitions. You wear little booty shorts and you wear a crop top. That's kind of how it is. I mean, that that's how it is. I'm uncomfortable like right now. Just it's, that's how it is in yeah. this industry. And so, you know, people. I had an ex who did pageants as a little girl, like the really oh, yeah. like little this girl is, pageant yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I've talked about this. Have I talked about this or not? I don't know. But I am very passionate about the sexualization of women in our culture. Mm -hmm. You're passionately against the sexualization of women? I am very passionate that women need to be sexualized more. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm passionate against it. The, the sexualization of women mm -hmm. in this culture is a huge thing. Yes. And it needs to be something that is talked about. And especially within preteens and children and even teenagers and young women in their yes. early 20s. And it's like, it's just unfortunate that this is the world that we're living in right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, I would say the over-sexualization of women, the over-objectification of women. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with women in my life and some of this is because I, I deal with these issues for my job, so some of this probably comes up for me more as a man than most other guys. So many women I know have ha have stories about when they were like very young of like adult men exposing themselves to mm. them, like while they were like mm. on the school bus or like, and just like, or, or can tell you like, they can say like, I can tell you exactly what age I was mm. when men started looking at my body mm. in a different way. You know, or even just telling you how pretty you are. Yeah. How, yeah. I don't even like it today when older men tell me how beautiful I am. Mm. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you think. Mm. I don't know. It's I mean, just when old when old ladies tell me how handsome I am, I I'll take it all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I was trying to make this an, a shorter episode. I know. Sorry. So far. Wait, can I tell a quick story about this? And I'm, I'm nervous about it though. Okay. So when, especially earlier in my career working with college students, 
I used to, from a few of my first jobs, like I lived on campus because I was part of like crisis response and stuff. And so part of like getting to know my students and build community, if a student was in one of my classes or I just knew them because they worked for me in some way or something like that. If I knew a student who was in the play, I would go to the play. If I know a student who's on the volleyball team, I'm gonna make sure I go to a volleyball match, you know, and like whatever. So I'd like go to a lot of sports competitions or whatever. I had a student that I knew and you know worked with who was on the gymnastics team. Mm. So I'm like, oh, there's a gymnastics home meet this weekend. I'm gonna go. So I go by myself, a guy like in his like early 30s at this point, right? And I was like instantly very uncomfortable mm. because you know I think it was like floor routines and so there's like music and kind of dancing with that and they're all like in very like small. Mm -hmm. leotards I guess if that's the right word and they're wearing like heavy makeup mm -hmm. you know and then there's all this like there's all this weird ritual around it where they all like sort of clap and jump up and down and hug each other all the time mm -hmm. and stuff and so I like was there for like a little while and I got to see her do like the student I knew do like one competition and then I was like I'm getting out of here I'm very yeah. uncomfortable yeah you know yeah I, I remember weird, my it was, dad. It was like sports mixed with like pageant yeah. stuff. And I was like, I didn't know that it was like this. I know. I remember yeah. my dad always felt really uncomfortable when he would come to the recitals where my students were dancing. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, very comfortable. So, yeah. yeah, it's a, I mean, and we could do a whole episode on that. But anyway. Anyway, sorry. <sighs> Wait, we want to hear about your trip. Okay, let's just jump into the trip. I was going to say a couple of things, but I'll just save them for later. Okay. Save them for another episode. <laughs> So I was supposed to go to the Sierras with my family. Yes. But that was canceled because of the El Dorado fire, which is still burning. Yes, because of all, all of California is on fire. All of California is on fire. And a lot of Oregon and Washington. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're safe. Um, we both have homes. We're very grateful. Yes. And obviously thinking of everyone that's involved in all of this. 100%. But anyway, so Zach and I made very last minute plans and decided to go to Santa Barbara for two nights. Yep. And then we drove to Zion and Wong Zion National Park. Zion in National Utah. Park in Utah. Yep. And just Wong Wong? Winged it? Winged. <laughs> okay. And we we <laughs> Okay, Wonged. and we winged? I guess so. We decided to wing it. We winged it? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, when you said wang, I, for some reason, remember that 80s song, like, Everybody Wang Chung tonight? That was Yes, song. yes. That came... Okay, so, yeah, so we decided to wing the entire trip. Mm -hmm. And um, and we'll talk about that later when we get kind of get into the traveling, so. <laughs> about whether that was wise or not? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we stayed in an Airbnb in Santa Barbara for two nights. We had amazing food, and we were able to walk to the coffee shop and walk down to the beach. And we, our last night, we just sat on the pier and watched the sunset. And wasn't a ton of people. Obviously, we wore masks wherever we mm -hmm. went. When mm -hmm. we ate, when we ate out, we ate outside, and um, it was just a really, really lovely time. He, you know, had homework, and I had editing and and work stuff. So we yep. spent, you know, a few hours. Some laptop time. Yeah, yeah. some laptop time. Um, and it was really pretty. The weather was beautiful. Santa Barbara is absolutely gorgeous. If you ever get a chance to go, and then we got in the car and we drove about eight hours. Mm -hmm 
to St. George, Utah. Oh yeah. So I booked, I had some hotel credit. So I booked a, a hotel in St. George. By the way, you guys posted a photo of you guys drinking somewhere in St. George. And I was like, wow, that's impressive because it is hard <laughs> to find alcohol in Utah. Yes. People so this was gonna this. be one of the recommendations. If you guys are traveling Passing and you through. go through St. Yep. George, you gotta eat at George's. Mm. So it's this cute little restaurant. Um, the food was fantastic. Zach got a really great cocktail. I just had wine, mm -hmm. but it was really a really cool kind of local spot. Cool. Their downtown is really pretty. So we stayed there for the night so that then we could wake up early and drive to Zion yep. and um, do some hiking. Do that some day. hiking. Yep. Okay, so here's why you can't wing Zion. Well, okay, no, you can but it limits your options. Yeah. So one, Zion is very popular right now yep. because no one can go anywhere else in yep. California yeah, so or like, Oregon or Washington. Oh yeah, so like I feel like all the national parks are seeing more visitorship yes. because of COVID. Yes. Because people can't go to Disney and stuff, right? So they're gonna looking for other places. And then all the other national parks within 20 hours of Zion, so many of them are closed down yes. because of fires and everything, so everyone's going there. Yes, so there were so oh. many people. So we had a hard time finding like a decent priced hotel. Yes. We Oof. had a hard time finding camping. We brought yep. all this camping gear and there were no campsites available. Yeah, because it's first come first because, serve. Well, most, well most actually, there's a couple first come first serve, but most of them are actually reserved. Oh, that's right. Months ahead. Of course, yep. So if you want to go to Zion National Park and you want to camp, you got to get on their website now yes. and look for reservations. And that's that are true open. for any of the, right, like Yosemite, mm -hmm. like any of the really popular ones. If you want to camp, yep. hotel, you can probably find something. You just may not find the hotel that you want. Yeah. Or that's in your price range. And, 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 or, yeah, you're like, you stay at a hotel that's like a 45 to an hour drive Exactly. Away. So for instance, like the first night we stayed in St. George, that's about 45 minutes away. If you stay in Springdale, so Springdale is the city that's right next to Zion National Park, that's literally five minutes from the park entrance. That's obviously more Very ideal, yeah. but it's expensive. Yep. So anyway, so what happened is, so then the other, so then the other thing is in order to get up to Zion National Park, you need a park, like a park permit pass. Yep. So that's $35 for the week. week yeah. You can do that when you get there, but you also have to take a shuttle up because they don't allow cars to drive up. Now you can ride your bike, but it's like a five mile, eight mile mm -hmm. ride up the mountain. So to get shuttle passes because of COVID, they're limiting to only 19 people per shuttle bus. It used to hold 63. Wow, yeah. So now you have to buy a shuttle bus ticket the day before. You can only get it the day before. They go online at 9 a.m. We went online at 9 a.m. and still didn't get it. Wow. So like then- they go in like a minute. They go in a minute. So then it's like, so the first day we were able to get it for a, a one o'clock shuttle bus, like you get Into on at one and then you go up at two. So because we went up at two, we just didn't have enough time because we had to drive to our campsite. So we just did a short hike, like a two hour hike. And then we came back down and drove to our campsite. Then I'll come back to, we ended up coming back to Zion, to Zion a couple days later and we actually were able to find a private shuttle 
that supplied us with the gear a little bus and then we took that up oh, nice. but that was $55 of a course, person yeah. where the public shuttle is $1 a person yeah so basically Zion is just really crowded right now mm -hmm. but if you have the money the private shuttle was the way to go yeah because then you're not waiting in lines to get back on the bus mm -hmm. Um, and you don't have to worry about the 9 a.m. like try and get your ticket kind yeah. of a thing. So anyway, so then after our first day of hiking, we threw Hip Camp. So it's an app. Have you yeah. heard of Hip Camp? No. Okay, it's super cool. Uh, we found this amazing campsite that was about an hour east of Zion. Okay. And it was this little family ranch campsite and we put up a tent and it was this beautiful grassy area and this little kind of lakeish pond mm -hmm. and there were only six campsites total. It had a shower and a heated bathroom. I love and that. um and that was like probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah. So we would have only found that because we were last minute looking. Yeah, interesting. Right? Yep. And, and, and Probably like a cancellation or something, right? And I was looking at that where we stayed versus the campsites around Zion, and where we stayed was so beautiful. Yeah. It was a drive, but it was beautiful. Sure. So then the next two nights after that, we went back to Springdale. We got a hotel in Springdale and stayed the following two nights in the hotel. Got it. And um, so that, because we wanted to get on that early shuttle so we could hike the Narrows, which was like a eight to 10 mile hike. Oh, okay, so the first day, you guys took the public shuttle because you got you We got, got tickets, but we didn't get up till there till two. Two, so you lost So we did a shorter day. hike, yeah. Then the next two days, you took the private shuttle. So the day after we did the shorter hike, we actually drove from our campsite, we drove to the Grand Staircase Escalante. Oh, which is, which is which not is in Which is two Zion hours East, so two hours more. Wow. So um, we had gotten a tip from friend to drive out there and go hiking. So we found this beautiful hike, Lower Calf Creek Trail, and we hiked to this gorgeous waterfall. If you follow me on social media, you can see the pictures mm -hmm. there. And then we- Are you clothed in that photo? Yes. Oh, okay. I just saw, I just saw it on Instagram. <laughs> and you're far away and I'm like, you know, you're you know of, what? You're sort of, it's like sort of your back. And I was no, like, that's a valid question because I have a, like a light pink sports bra on. Mm, yeah. No, I would never just post a boob. Well, no, I, I, I thought you were turned away from the camera. So no. like it would just have been, no, there. my hair is like flipping out like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm, you guys probably don't care, but, um, so anyway, we did that hike and then we came back and then we stayed the night in Springdale and then we did the Zion hike and then we left and came home. Okay, because like what I was really interested in hearing about is because like you guys got hit with all of these curveballs. Yes, right? a like, lot of How do you deal with that, right? You know, like yeah. it sounds like you guys were able to find really great things. We did. And so that's what we're going to kind of transition to. I'd want to tell two funny things. So there's a, when you're going from Zion National Park or Springdale, or whatever, up to Escalante, and we actually went all the way to Boulder, Utah, there's a little town called Escalante. Now, I say Escalante, but I ran into some locals who were like, we call it Escalante. Escalani. Escalani. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a local, you call it Escalani, even though it's probably supposed to be pronounced Escalante, but they said sure. they know you're, you know. Anyway, yeah. so. Oh, same way if you're ever in, in Boise, Idaho, 
It's not Boise, like with a Z. Boise? In it's Boise. You hit oh, the interesting. S. And then people like are like, oh, this guy knows. Boise. You know? Yeah, Boise. Yeah, same thing with Norfolk. Oh, yeah. In Virginia. Yeah. It's yeah. not Norfolk, yeah. it's Norfolk. Yeah. Well, and there's like Newark, New Jersey, and Newark, Delaware. So, like. Oh, interesting. Because they're spelled the same, but if yeah. you're in Jersey, it's like Newark. Yeah. And if you're in Delaware and you say Newark, they'll be like, no, you don't know. It's the <laughs> Delaware. It's like Newark, I believe. So Zach had a school presentation due mm-hmm. on one of the mornings. So we stopped in Escalani mm-hmm. and I went in and of course chatted up the owner of some super cute little supermarket coffee place. Yeah. And there was a dog there and she was adorable and I was petting her and I was just talking to this woman and she goes, so what do you do? And, and I said, oh, you know, I'm, um, I just kind of work for myself. And she goes, well, are you in school? I said, no. And she goes, um, well, you know, I'm looking to hire someone for next season. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get a whole new lives in Escalante. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I do work. She goes, well, can can you just work here? What was the job she wanted to hire you for? Yeah, so she so basically like someone to just to kind of run the the market and the coffee place and the like ordering and background stuff or oh, whatever. Oh, you'd be great at that. Yeah, but it's an eight month commitment. Well, so it. <laughs> you're mobile. So guys, I may be moving to Escalani. Yes. And living there for I'll eight come months. Visit. <laughs> and then as we were leaving Escalani, um, we got pulled over <laughs> oh. by the Escalani sheriff. Speeding? Five miles over the speed limit. Yeah, those small towns, this is a travel tip. If you're on a you know, if you're on these like back roads and then you, you know, it gets into the middle of nowhere and it's like 65 miles an hour and everyone's just flying. And then you go through a small town and it goes down to 30. Yes. Don't mess around. Like yeah. those towns make all of their money off of just seriously. So anyway, this guy pulls us over. He actually was very friendly and he gave us a verbal warning. Oh, and Zach and I decided that he pulled us over just because he was lonely and wanted to chat. That's probably true. <laughs> That's so funny. So anyway, I just think it's, you know, it's funny because whenever I travel, I try and throw myself into the culture Mm. of wherever I am. Yes. And I threw myself so much into the culture that I got a job offer and uh, pulled over in in one, the same hour. Got out of a ticket. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. So obviously we're not going to sit here and tell you guys how to travel or how to pack or how to pack. We're going to go through our, our best travel website yeah. where we think you can get the best deals. But I think there's some interesting conversation that can happen about relationships or even friendships when you're traveling and mm-hmm. things that come up that maybe we don't necessarily think about. Yep. Um, like for instance, you know, Jared is a planner. I'm not a planner. That's true. And so there can be kind of some conflict. Yeah. Or even, you know, we're going to discuss a little bit of, um, you know, pooping stuff. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> pooping's like the big one. So especially for me, right? So I have been in a few long distance relationships. And one relationship that started long distance, you know, like where we met when... I was traveling for a work thing. Mm -hmm. And so then our whole relationship was like flying to a city and like staying in a hotel together was like our second date. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out Kate. She like listens. (laughs) Yes. Hi, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kate, how was Jared? 
in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, so ready? No, but this is okay. This is my best travel tip, especially if you're in that situation. And it works best when you're in a hotel. If you're in like an Airbnb, it's tougher. But like you know, typically we would be in hotels. So I would, would never poop in the room. Okay. And so the best. So what I what would usually happen is like if I would be like, oh, I'm gonna go like work out at the fitness center or whatever. And then either before or after doing that, you go, you know, you find a lobby bathroom in the hotel or something and you poop there. But how do you plan your poops? Or... It, don't you just feel like you have to poop? And or, then you poop? okay, or the <laughs> other move if that happens is I would, and usually, and I just do this anyway because I'm a weirdo, because I always have my hydro flask with me and a yeah. lot of hotels they've got like the fruit infused water at the front or in the fitness center, they have like the filtered, purified cold water from the water cooler. So if I'm just like in the room and we're hanging out and I have to poop, I'm like, I'm gonna go down to the lobby and fill my water bottle. Interesting. And then, and then I'm gone for 10, 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, quick side note, I made a financial investment this week on my trip. Yeah. I bought my first Hydro Flask. Oh, welcome to yeah, the family. Thank you. I love it. I put a yeah. little sticker on it. And nice. I'm, I'm hoping to get hello and goodbye sticker soon, by the Ooh, way. So that would be good, really fun. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you do with... Okay. So... Well, actually, I, I want you to answer all questions with what you did on this most recent trip. Okay. So that's what I was going to say is I've never been in a relationship with someone who just isn't comfortable talking about poop or pooping or anything like that like for me for me like I don't really care that much because it's such a natural thing and like I have a, I this guy's this is very vulnerable for me to share this with you mm -hmm. but I have a hard time pooping like mm -hmm. I mean I'm, sure. I'm, I'm joking it's not that vulnerable but like I just it doesn't it's not easy for me to just poop like yeah. I have to really like watch what I'm eating and um like sit down for 45 minutes in the morning and not do anything while I drink a hot beverage like to make something oh, happen and if I don't yeah. then it like throws me off right so I've been very like open with Zach that I like hey I'm a little gassy right now because okay, I haven't, wait, I haven't I pooped gonna, in three days I was gonna ask like are you are you farting in front of Zach? Okay, so we didn't for the longest time, <laughs> but I, because I, you know, have this problem, it just, like, I just, I would laugh and then a toot would come out. Okay. Okay. Bit of a bit accidental. Well, whatever. then he, he, Zach's <laughs> so funny. He's like, that's cute. <laughs> so, so then I was like, I would leave the room and he's like, why did you leave? And I said, you know, I had to, Hard. And he's like, just stay here, just do it here. What? Yes. Oh no, I don't agree. I mean, that's fine. If, if that's cool with you. Okay, so first of all, like, I'm not. Wait, hold on, I'm not done okay, yet. Okay, I'm not done yet. Okay. So anyway, I don't want to shame people. Yeah. Who are so, at that level. So. I'm so then it. I mean, I'm not like every time that I have to. I'm not doing it so in you guys front high of five him. afterwards. No, <laughs> I'm not doing it, and I'm not seeing how loud I can get it. But every now and then, like, I just can't help it, and I have to do it. And so. Do anyway, you ever? Okay. Do you ever? Do you ever do it like? Quietly into the couch or the car oh, seat, oh, but then and the then, like, smell, smother it. Oh, no. what? You can't smother the smell. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You can. Okay, listeners, please what? back me up. You can fart into like a couch or a chair, and if you like, sort of stay still and you're positioned long enough, like if you stay still long. That enough, is not a thing. I think it is true. No, that's I am hundred percent. If the smell is bad enough, it'll make a way up. 
Yeah, if it's like a really bad one. Yeah, but which like, mine I... are. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So anyway, so because like on our trip. Now, I, now I'm wondering if I'm crazy. I really want listeners to get at us about this. <laughs> yeah, please DM us. Yeah. So then, you know, we're in the car for eight hours. I can't just hold in all this gas. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I'd roll, roll down, down my window, window that, that's and tell him to, to roll down his window and it would just kind of breeze right yeah. through. Well, anyway, so now he feels comfortable farting in front of me. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, honestly, like, it doesn't really bother me that much. I mean, if it's all day long and every time someone has to fart and they're coming in your face and farting in your face or whatever, like gross stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like, it is, people have to do it. Sorry, and they're getting in your face and farting in your face. What did I say? You said coming in your face. Oh. <laughs> it, it took me like three whole seconds to be like, did she, wait, did, is that what you meant to say? <laughs> okay, got it, yeah, yeah. Because oh if someone's God. coming in your face and farting in your face, <laughs> <laughs> that, that means they're really into some like demeaning stuff. Like that's their kink. <laughs> so they like spin around in the middle of it. Anyway. Oh, Lord. Okay. So. Okay. We're a little punchy today. A little, a little bit. Little, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's getting dark now. It's dark I know. Outside. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so I mean, we're at the point yeah, now. Yeah, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Totally. If I have to poop, I'm like, hey, I gotta go poop. If he has to poop, he poops. I mean, it's just like, I don't care. Like when you're camping and you're in a tent That's or true. you're in a car for eight hours or you're in a hotel and you're with each other seven for seven days, 24 hours, you just can't get away with not pooping or farting Yes. in the same room. So, you know, for me, I actually feel more comfortable in a relationship if that's talked about. If I were with someone who was really private about that and never, I would feel so uncomfortable because one, I would be bloated because I'm holding all my gas inside of me mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And two, I wouldn't feel like I'd really be able to just be freely be me, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, no. So I, I agree with that. I um and I far be it from me to like sort of shame anyone or be judgy or whatever. And I'm never like that with the person that I'm with. I think I try to be extra considerate. I think because I'm like, oh, I, like I want this person to be attracted to me and not, you know, like I I just like feel like I'm like a gross animal anyway. You know, no, and totally. So like, and so you know, and so like, and I think especially like in the story I told about like going down a lot, you know, like that's like really new. And so when I'm when I've been yes. with someone for a while, like if you know we're staying at an Airbnb or whatever, then obviously I'm not going to like go drive somewhere to poop, right, 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 exactly. Or you know, or if we're somewhere and I'm like, oh, I like need to poop, and I'm like, you know, like. I have to like let them know it's like it's gonna be like a few minutes here I'm not just gonna yeah. like go to the bathroom or like hey listen wait a few minutes before you go into the bathroom <laughs> you know like there are there yeah. are other kind of like yes. fun cheeky ways of kind of like making light of it without being like hey I took a, a shit in the bathroom yeah. you know or I took a big dump in the bathroom or whatever yes. you know like you can be like quote unquote cute about shitting yes <laughs> That's and our new slogan. You can be cute about shitting. It's true. <laughs> uh, what's funny is like, so I, I've never, I like try not to fart in front of people. I, 
I don't think I've ever done that. Like, I've never heard you fart or smelled a fart. There you go. From you, because I've been smothering them all <laughs> into the chairs <laughs> and the car seat. That's how effective I am. No, I'm just kidding. But I'll tell a funny story. My one friend who was in a long-term committed relationship at the time, he's a man and his partner was a man. I don't know if that has anything to do with the dynamic being different. Mm. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting yeah. thought. Yeah. He, he said to me and our other friend who was a lesbian, he was like, well, you know how like, you know, you get to the point in the relationship where you're just comfortable, like, you know. Like, one person can be in the bathroom taking shit, and the other person is also in the bathroom. Like, and we were like, no, dude. No, that's not just like. And my, and, and my friend Megan was so funny about it. She's like, that's not just like a stage that relationships get to. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's too much. I'm with you comfort. on that. If when you gotta do your business, do it with the door closed. Yeah. Now, peeing. I don't, I'm not really, I don't really care. I'm okay with that. You know, because yeah. like you're, when you're having sex, you see everything, you know, and women yeah. need to pee after sex anyway. And like, yeah. uh, whatever. Um, so, you know, I think it's uh, on, honestly, like there's no right or wrong. Yes. It's what you feel comfortable with. What uh, one piece of advice that I would say, and I would say this more for women, because I think again, like, and this isn't, you know, again, this is heteronormative. Look at me using that word. Look at you. If you feel like you have to be this dainty woman or whatever and you can't fart or you're embarrassed or you don't even know how to bring it up, you know, if it's new or, you know, a, a new relationship or whatever. Honestly, the best thing to do is just be honest. Just be like, hey, listen, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm feeling a little like bloated right now and I might have to leave the room a few times mm -hmm. and like, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you. And the response you get might be like, Hey, don't even worry about it. Yeah, like, who just cares? Just like, who cares? Like, yeah. if you if you have to fart, just fart. Yeah. You know? And, and that's how my partner is now. Yeah. He's just like, he's like, okay, just do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's, I'm not going to, you know, go into all the detail, but it can be funny. I mean, it's just farts and toots and burps and all of that. It's still funny. It's yeah. always going to be funny. So make light of it. If it happens, don't be embarrassed. Be honest about it. And if it's not your thing, then also let your partner be aware of that. Yes. And like also, you know, and you can also be like, so like, where are you with sort of farting? And, yeah, you know, oh, totally. like just bring it up as a hypothetical. Yeah. Right? Like, so how do you feel about that in relationships? Yeah. Then, you know, obviously you're saying fart really big and then look over your partner to see the reaction. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, so one. Just spring it on him. Wait, I also remembered something. I think the first hotel that I stayed in with my ex. Kate? You know, like, yeah. Like, this, like, like it was like literally our second date, basically. Had, and I, I hate this trend for this reason, had one of those like sliding sort of barn door doors on the bathroom. Oh. Which is like, there's no seal Oh, at that's all. horrible. Like, right, noise is getting out. Yeah. Like, smell, and so I was like, definitely, I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm pooping or even, yeah. you know, in this bathroom, period, ever. Right, and so for people, I know that's like a big like HGTV thing, those fucking barn doors. Yeah, so Never stop on bathrooms. Those. Yeah, yeah, stop. Like on a closet, yeah. sure. Yeah. No bathroom. So I have one more pooping tip. Okay, great. If you're like me, and when you travel, you get a little stopped up. Mm. There's a tea called Smooth Move Tea. I've heard of this tea. And all you do is you brew it at night. So don't brew it during the day because you will be pooping later that day. So brew it at nighttime, get it hot, let it sit, and then you're supposed to drink it within about 10 minutes. So you kind of... Oh, you gotta drink it quick. You gotta drink it quick. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll work. 
-hmm. It's going to work. If it doesn't work, try it again. Um, In the morning, (laughs) things are going to be moving. Got it. Okay. So, um, so I always travel with this and use it a couple times during a trip. So that's interesting because when we think about like packing and how much we prep for a trip, a lot of my, I mean, especially because I, I like going places where I'm like staying at an Airbnb and there's a fridge and stuff. So I'll like bring a cooler full of food and stuff because I, I also just feel like shit if Mm -hmm. I'm eating out constantly. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? And so, yeah. So I think like having your foods and like. And especially when I'm packing that stuff, I'm like, I'm going to need, like, vegetables. Yes. Like, fruits and vegetables and fiber. Absolutely. To just feel okay. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you guys probably already know this, but, like, you know, if you don't want to eat out all the time, like, bring easy breakfast stuff, like protein bars, Yeah, breakfast is the easiest one to save money and whatever. Yeah. 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 But also, like, yeah, like, I'll bring, like, kale smoothies and stuff like that that I've made at home and thrown in a mason jar and stuff. So, on that note... Mm-hmm. So we're talking about food. Let's transition into paying. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so finances is a huge thing in any relationship. That's true. I think the, like the number one, sex and money are the things that yes. every couple fights about. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, it's, again, this is something that could be really embarrassing to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And especially with vacations, because two people may have very different budgets. Yes. So, for instance, um, I'll just use Zach and I as an example. Zach has a budget where he has more freedom than I do. Yes. And, you know, my situation is that I can do a few fun things, but they're very limited. Mm -hmm. And I have to be really careful because of... COVID <laughs> because of this year. It's just been yeah, a hard year. So sure. so anyway, the original vacation was just going to be a week in the Sierras staying in a trailer. Mm-hmm. So all we would have to pay for would be gas and food. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into this entire vacation of staying in Airbnbs and hotels and campsites yeah. and eating out a lot. So it turned very expensive-ish. Um, and so we tried to keep it down, but I'm very fortunate that Zach paid for what he was able to afford Mm -hmm. and I chipped in where I could. Mm -hmm. So that was a conversation that we had kind of before. It was like, Hey, listen, can I, do you want me to help you out with this bill? No, don't worry about it. But how about you get dinner here and bring a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. or something like that. And I've told him in the past too, and we could do a whole financial episode if we wanted to, but I've told him in the past, like, Hey, listen, if we go out to eat, like I can pay for us once a week. Other than that, like that's on you, how much you want to go out to eat. Yeah. You know, we split gas. Um, so it's, it's just, it can be a really tricky thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some couples where the one partner takes care of everything. Yeah. You know, and then there's never been in one of those relationships. <laughs> and then there are couples where it's split evenly down the middle. Yep. Now, what I would say is I think what's fair is if it's split evenly to the percentage of the income. That's how I always like approach it, right? Yes. So if I've been in relationships where I earn more than the other person, I've been in relationships where it's like relatively equal. And that's, I think I've had conversations where we explicitly like sort of lay that out. But even when we don't, like that's always the formula I'm operating mm-hmm. from, yes. you know? I think that's the, I, I think, you know, in my experience of being married, um, you know, that was what worked for us was yeah. we took, you know, whatever we made, 
that percentage went into a joint account and then we used that to then pay for our rent or our mortgage and whatever bills we had. Yeah. So for instance, like let's say one partner is able to contribute a few hundred and the other partner doesn't make as much money so they contribute 100. Yep. You know. So I think Again, it can be kind of a hard situation to bring up, but it's so important to bring it up because you don't want one partner to feel taken advantage of. Yes. You know, I mean, I have I have been in a relationship where the guys never let me pay for a thing, mm-hmm. but I've also been in a relationship where, um, well, one of my exes was like super cheap and like threw it in my face when he spent money on a Valentine's gift for me and I had to pay for Valentine's dinner. So it's like, it's just, everybody's very different. And I think also 2020 things are different, right? Like in the past, like years and years and years ago, and even maybe last year, (laughs) men were more the quote unquote providers. Right. And now women are, we're, we're up there. I mean, we're making just as much, if not more money. And so it, it's not gonna be the same thing for every couple. And you just have to sit down and have that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Do you have anything else on that? Yeah, definitely talk about it ahead of time. You know, I was taking a short trip and you know, the person I'm seeing, I was like, hey, I was like doing the research. I hadn't like decided if I was gonna go, how long, where I was gonna stay and stuff. And I said, hey, would you come with? And she was like, yeah. And then I looked at and I kind of saw like an Airbnb that looked like it would work. And then I said, hey, would you be comfortable? Would you want to come? And if so, like, would you be comfortable like contributing like this amount? Mm -hmm. Right. And because there's an income disparity between the two of us now where like I'm working and making more money and, you know, that amount was like very small compared to like the overall cost of the trip. Right, right, right. And she was like, yeah. And so we sort of both had that understanding yes. up front. And what was nice is we just kind of kept track of it. So like, you know, we went out and got tacos one night and like she grabbed the bill. You know, there was a couple other things and then it was like, oh, okay. You know, and afterwards, you know, she like checked in, which was nice. Like, hey, are we square? You're like, you know, like, let me know what we need. And I was like, no, 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 we're definitely square yeah. because you know, kind of like everything that yes. she had picked up along the way. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And that's very similar with uh, me and Zach is he picks up the bill most of the time, but every now and then I'll I'll snag it and I'll pay. Mm-hmm. Or uh, also whoever is maybe well, whenever anyone pays, whether they're paying more or whatever, thank them. Yes. Like be appreciative. Yes. Every time Zach pays for dinner, I thank him. Yeah. Every time he buys groceries, I thank him. Mm-hmm. You know, so just all even even gas. Even if you just put it in and then now we're putting it in, just be like, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so important to show appreciation. And if you can't financially give, then give in other ways. Mm -hmm. You know? For sure. So, okay. All right, let's move on. Okay, so two more things. One is... Oh, I have one more tip. Planning versus not planning. Mm. So... I kind of talked about this with Zach and I's trip. We didn't plan this trip at all. Mm-hmm. This was a we wung. <laughs> every day. Mm-hmm. And it was frustrating sometimes. Yep. But it was also so worth it because we found 
things that we would never find if we hadn't of. That's true. So I think, you know, let's more so talk about, because you guys are going to decide whether you're going to plan something or not plan it. We're not here to tell you that. But what if there's a difference of what one person wants to do versus the other person, Mm -hmm. right? So I would prefer not to plan. Mm -hmm. And you... I like would, research obsessively, yes, right? Yeah. So, and I'm not like, I'm not about that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, like what I would like, I think my idea would be, cause you know, part of the fun of traveling with someone is like, you know, you kind of like, there's the anticipation, right? So you're like talking about it ahead of time and you're like, Ooh, like what about this Airbnb? Like, yeah. So then you're looking at the pictures, you get all excited or whatever. And so similarly, I think I would be like, hey, like you do some research or talk to your friend that went there or something like that. I'll do some research and like, let's see what we, you know. And so before you leave, it's kind of like, hey, I saw this. I think this might be a cool thing for us to do. But I think the key is then don't try to like cram everything in. So like plan some stuff, but then I just keep those as like options, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, and I I asked you guys on Instagram, like what are your travel tips? and what more of the common answers were don't plan too much yep so i think you know i think there's a balance obviously of Mm -hmm. like you said like if you're with someone who's a planner and someone who's not obviously let the person that's good at planning do the planning oh interesting yeah right don't make the person that's not good at planning do the planning that's a good point i learned that lesson from my honeymoon if you go back to yeah. yeah yeah so don't make the person who's not a planner plan but also be able, the person who is a planner, um, allow a few days for flexibility. Yes. To be spontaneous, to go out and meet a local who's gonna tell you where to eat that's this place that you hadn't planned that's the best place you've eaten in all the trip. Yes. Right? Or maybe take one night where you don't know where you're gonna stay. Oh, interesting. And make it interesting mm-hmm. and like add a little excitement to the trip. I don't know, there's something about not knowing where you're going to stay or not knowing where you're going to go next that makes and and this is probably it's easier for me to say this like doing this in the united states versus if i were international like i definitely would want to book my stay ahead of time when i'm in a different country but in the united states like it's a lot easier to get around right you could Mm -hmm. drive you could decide one day I really want to see that site. It's six hours away. Let's go. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I like about the spontaneity. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, and the people are different, but you and I are more into like the adventure aspect, mm-hmm. I think, than a lot of folks, right? Absolutely. Like, Cause like, I can't stand going someplace and doing like an all inclusive where you yes. like, never leave the resort. Yeah. I'm well, like, yeah. And that's what I was going to say is maybe yeah. your plan is to just be on the beach all day drinking and there's nothing wrong mimosas. with that i actually really enjoyed doing that for some of the days but yeah. then some of it i want to get out yes. and explore yeah, right totally. yeah. so anyway so yeah i mean i think just both sides just have to kind of we'll stick with what they know what they're mm-hmm. good at and then find compromise mm-hmm. yeah so i have another tip which is if you're going to be spending time in the car plan some stuff for that Either like have an audio book that you're oh, gonna listen sure. together, or the one that's really fun is like each of you make a playlist or something mm-hmm. like that, and you can kind of listen to each other's playlists yeah. as you're driving. Or you could even play the game where it's like you pick an oldie and then whoever guesses the name. Well, never mind, that's dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, make sure you listen to all our episodes. Yes. More than once, Plan if you that. want. Yep. If you want, you For know, sure. download them all. Okay, so I think the last thing to talk about here is you know things are gonna go wrong. 
And not everybody reacts the same to that. So first of all, what do you do when things go wrong? And second of all, what do you do when you have a partner who doesn't handle when things go wrong? Oof. I've had a lot of experiences with that. I was going to say, yeah, why don't you talk? (laughs) So I... I'm really, I'm a great traveler mm-hmm. because I like the excitement of kind of living on the edge a little bit. Yep. And when things go wrong, there's that, you know, there's that natural stress and anxiety, but it's also like, I got this. Like, okay, if we miss this flight, we miss this flight. Like, we'll find another one. Yeah. Or like, okay, like we didn't plan this, but then we found this and that's great. I've had a partner in the past who was not like that at all. Mm. And it would ruin our trips. It would ruin our trips because the partner would turn grumpy and or be embarrassed or just wasn't an experienced enough traveler. They couldn't just shake just it off. Just couldn't shake it off. Yeah. And I think there's an importance of being able to shake that stress off and also to communicate to your partner if maybe you're feeling a little stressed, but it's not about them mm-hmm. and you're still there for them. Yes. You know? I've also, I mean, something like, and I don't, I don't remember if I was like bummed because the, or pissed because something in the trip fell apart, but I know that I've been like traveling with, you know, someone I've been with and I'm just like down or like tight or whatever. And like just giving the person be like, hey, let's just order takeout and stay in the hotel and like watch a movie or something like that. Like, let's just, we don't have to like cram everything in here. And like, I remember someone saying that to me and being me being like, it was like the most like loving, wonderful thing they could have done for me. I was like, that would be amazing. Like, yes, please. Let's do that. You know? Yeah. I mean, things are going to go wrong. Like one day we had signed on to get the shovel tickets. We didn't get them. And I was super bummed in the car because I really wanted to do this hike. And I didn't realize at the time that we could have gotten a private shuttle. And, you know, Zach was like, it's going to be okay. Like, we'll figure it out. And then we had an amazing day, you know, and then we got the, the private shuttle and then we almost missed it. And so then Zach was stressed and then I was stressed feeling like he was mad at me, but he was just stressed because he had to run to get to the shuttle, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, things are going to happen. And this is part of like the work on yourself is doing coping methods for yourself to help ease the stresses, anxiety, and realize that it's all going to be okay at some point. And I also think for certain trips too, like you don't have to do everything together every moment of the day. Like it can be like, hey, you go get that surfing lesson, I'll be at the pool. Yeah. You know, like... But that sounds yeah. like a great trip. <laughs> I'll be at the pool, you go get that surfing lesson. Perfect. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think, again, like, we're not travel experts, we're not relationship experts, but these are just things that we've gone through that have worked for us, and mm-hmm. and I think that they can be helpful. Yeah, for Anything. sure. Yeah, and, and you can do this with friends, too. Like, yep. make sure you're upfront about who's paying, what what your That's amount you're true. paying for. Yep. You know, friends are a little bit more like, they don't care if they fart in front of each other or whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then if you're traveling solo, go fucking have the best time of your life. Yep. There Talk is nothing yeah. more fun than traveling solo. I spent five days by myself in Florence when I was a college student and it was like, 
Yeah. I still like have such vivid memories of it. Yeah. I traveled for a week solo in Tuscany and it was like the best trip of my life. I met new people every day and you know, you do have to be out of your comfort zone, especially if you're not an extrovert like um, Jared and me. Yeah. Because we are very easily talk to other people. But yeah, like talk to locals, ask them where the best places to eat are or what to do and, and just, you know, go have a good time and enjoy your travel and yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll make sure to follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Leanna Joan and at the real Jared Rodriguez. You can find us on the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time. Happy traveling. Bye. Bye.